This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Soon the galaxy will be remade. Jedi and Republic will die. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Great care we must take. Why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi? We were trained to be keepers of the peace. Not soldiers. We clowns have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist. All part of the plan. The plan. Everything. Is about to change. Every choice made. It's me, Nicole Byer. And I'm Lauren Lapkus. And we, we've we seen Star Wars at this point. We can, we can stop saying we've never seen Star Wars. I mean, yes. we started this as two people who had never seen a drop of Star Wars in our lives. And now we've seen it all and we're experts. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
um, <laughs> experts who are not excited about it. We, we just know everything about it. We don't have to like it. Um, <laughs> today we're talking about the 3D CGI animated television series, The Clone Wars, which you can watch on Disney+. Plus, and it just wrapped up in May with a four-part series finale. And the series is seven seasons long with like 20 episodes a (laughs) piece you have to really devote some time to watch this um and we didn't have time to watch all of it for the podcast (laughs) unfortunately so we watched season one episode 19 storm over ryloth and then we watch season five, episode 20, The Wrong Jedi, and then the four-part series finale, season seven, episode nine through 12. Oh, I lied. So they don't all have 20 episodes. I also just realized I made a mistake when I watched because I watched season one, 19 and 20, not season five, episode 20. So I also I also accidentally watched the first few episodes of season one. <laughs> So I've watched way more. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to say that like that counts as me watching season five, episode 20, because I've seen a lot of this content at this point and I feel informed. Yes, you have. So I'll Wait, just... what were we? Oh, we were supposed to be watching The Mandalorian and you watched four episodes of Clone Wars. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, I just spent my whole night watching this and I have to watch more. Okay, Mandalorian I kind of enjoyed though. Okay, so um, watch those first if you care about the spoilers. Uh, if you don't care, you can listen along and see what we thought about it. We're going to jump into some Hoth Goss really quick. Um, the stormtroopers are enforcing social distancing at Disney World. So there's a there's a link we can post probably somewhere. Um, but Disneyland says they're planning on reopening July 17th. What are your thoughts on that? That's not far from now. It's too soon. It's terrifying. Like, wouldn't you be so upset if a family saved, you know, all year to go to Disney, they finally get to go and then they go home with Corona and then they have to make a GoFundMe for their health <laughs> bills? Like, this sucks. It also, sucks. Like, the stormtroopers enforcing social distancing are we living in the Hunger Games? Is it the future? Like this is that's scary. It I is think. scary, and I think I just think everything's reopening way too fast, and I'm terrified. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know what the rush is. I don't want to be at Disneyland anytime soon. I I, I would <laughs> love to be there this summer and having yes. a normal summer and having a fun time, but this is just too scary. It's too scary, and then. Uh, a friend of ours, Gilly, was walking past birds and she was like, there's so many people at birds. And it's like, really? for what? For mediocre chicken? You can make better chicken at home. And the socializing there is bad, too. Yes, there's no good people <laughs> at birds. Stay home. <laughs> birds comes after me. They're like, what do we do to you? And I'm like, honestly, nothing. I like your chicken fingers. No, I mean, the chicken fingers are great. I haven't been there in a while, but I would eat some. But I don't need to go there while there are other people there. So... <laughs> Anyways, we're very excited for our guest today. Yes. Um, She's a young adult author who's written for Sci-Fi, Polygon, and the Nerds of Color, among other publications. And she co-hosts the podcast, Desi Geek Girls and Strong Female Characters. She's written two official Star Wars books. So that already makes her more of an expert than we are. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just that. Just that alone. (laughs) Star Wars and Jedi You Will Be and The Clone Wars Stories of Light and Dark, which both come out later this year. Please welcome to the show Preeti Chabur. Hi. We're so excited to have you. We're so excited. This. Okay, please. Please let me know when when did you start enjoying Star Wars and why do you like Star Wars? Oh my gosh! So here's the <laughs> what a thing. loaded question. Why do you like <laughs> why it? Why do you like it? Uh, first of all, I am not here as a representative of Disney. That is like the one thing that I have 
to say. <laughs> you have a baby Yoda behind you. I, I didn't see it. Oh my god. Oh. You got one. Lucky. That's cute. That's really cute. Oh my god. It's so cute. It's so cute. I'm so happy right now. He's <laughs> the best. He's the cutest thing on the planet. He does. I'm a huge like I come from like a line of nerd family, right? Like I don't remember the first time I saw Star Wars. It has just oh. been like ever present in my life. Like I can't, I have an older brother and my mom's like a huge dork. So it's just kind of always been there. I wish I had that first experience of watching it and like kind of, you know, finding out about Vader and finding out the connections between all these people. But no, it's just always been there. And I just love the notion of it. I love the fantasy of it. I love the grand scope, but also the like tragedy and hope. It's like, in my heart that's nice (laughs) yeah you make it sound so good and nice and and wholesome (laughs) it makes me feel bad that before we started recording i was like fuck this shit i fucking i know i know well this is the this is our challenge i think with this because we we like have to be honest that there are things we don't like but at the same Mm -hmm. time like i respect the guests and the people who care about it so i don't want to just shit on something just because i think that's fun which i also do think is fun but you know it's a tightrope we're walking here here a very tight rope (laughs) um okay wait let's talk about the baby yoda doll for a second because you posted a really cute thing on twitter where your baby yoda is looking out the window remembering the outside world (laughs) yeah that was uh, may the 4th so may the 4th is like you know star wars day and i was like all right today we're gonna have a day in the life of baby yoda so he like checked his email he like checked his animal crossing turn up prices he looked outside Uh, And it was just like, he's just so cute. I just, it just makes me so happy in this time where it's like nothing else is good and everything's on fire. Mm -hmm. I know. Did you order it a long time ago? I did. So I got an email from like, I'm, you know, because writing for sci-fi and all of that, you get those like publicity emails like, hey, just so Mm -hmm. you know. So we got the publicity email that's like, this is available for pre-order. And I was like, I need it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I forgot. And it came like six or seven months after I ordered it. And I was like, what is this giant box from Disney? Like, what the hell? And I opened it and I was like, this is the best day of my life. Yeah, Nicole, I don't know why we didn't just order them because we were like looking at the merch and we we knew that it wouldn't be available Mm -hmm. till April, but we didn't order them. And I don't know why. That would have been so nice during quarantine. It would have been a nice surprise. I also can't remember why we didn't order them, but we talked about it heavily (laughs) and then just didn't do it. That makes a lot of sense, actually. (laughs) You just need that Star Wars thing in your brain that's like, if I don't get this, I'm never going to get it because it will be out of sale like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think we. Is it sold out? Is Baby Yoda, can you still buy the doll? I know people were having trouble, but maybe they made more. We did get, we do have to give a shout out to Jake and Amir for sending us the Yoda baby or the real, yes. not baby Yoda, the old man Yoda backpacks that we talked about yes, forever. Yes, the adult Yoda backpack. <laughs> we got them. We have been talking about those since episode Truly, one. He sits, <laughs> he sits staring at my bed. I wake up every morning thinking someone's in my room, but it's just Yoda. It's old man Yoda. <laughs> you know what we should have done? We I don't know if I've thought of this before. But we should have called episode one of our podcast episode four. And just had all the numbers. <laughs> we, I'm so upset that neither one of us thought what of that. What is wrong with us? You know what? I will say, Lauren, I remember you saying that in episode one. 
but okay, I didn't good. do it I have... because I figured you'd be too confusing for listeners. Okay, I have thought of that before. Good. My I know that my thoughts are always just like cyclical and I never have new thoughts, so that makes total <laughs> sense. I never have new thoughts. It's so funny. Oh my god. Okay, wait, I want to hear how you got into the work that you do. Like, how do you become someone who writes young adult books for about Star Wars? Like, how does this happen? I don't understand the path. Uh, part of it is that I'm really loud about the things I like. So I'm just like, oh, Spider-Man, oh, Star is so much. Somebody hire me. And eventually someone like who had seen my tweets about wanting to write this stuff, like gave my name to an editor at Disney and sci-fi, uh, I write for sci-fi fangirls, and one of the things they let me do is kind of write really weird, funny posts. Like, I'm like, I had this weird idea for writing a post that's, like, all the things that are the same size as Tom Holland, because <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny that he and, uh, what's-his-face, Mark the Hulk are the same height, even though mm-hmm. that's bizarre. Like, what? That's funny. Right? They're both, like, these, like, little dudes. And when you stand <laughs> next to each other, I was like, that's so weird. What else is the same size as Tom Holland? Can I write this post? <laughs> and so I sent that to the Disney editor, and she was like, all right, you can write this Spider-Man book for us. <laughs> and then you get, like, you know, this reputation of you can write, like, in voices of different characters. And so Star Wars came along, and I was like, I will do anything to write a Star Wars book. <laughs> Whatever you want. You want me to write a picture book about Yoda? fine i'm sold i'll do it (laughs) that's so fucking cool that you tweeted shit and then someone was like we like these tweets let me pass it to someone who can do something well that really reminds me of vision boards because i i've like Mm -hmm. done vision boards for a long time and i remember explaining it to my uncle who's like really logical who was like this is what you think magic is going to help you get a job or something (laughs) and part of my argument for why vision boards are great is because you can like it makes you so aware of what you want that you talk about it openly Mm -hmm. and then it leads people being like oh she said that thing which is so cool i mean that really that's such a great example that like tweeting out and being honest about what you're excited about what you want to do and not being afraid to like look like i don't know what the what people would even say yeah like thirsty or like begging for a job but it's like if you don't have a job What's the harm in begging for one? Like, yeah, get the job. Why not? I mean, I think our biggest issue is that we think that we're not qualified or like, Mm -hmm. why would someone give me that job? And even when I got the email of like, hey, do you want to write a Spider-Man book? I like texted my best friend and I was like, can I say yes to this? And she was like, you better (laughs) fucking say yes to this or I'll kill you. (laughs) That is so cool. So wait, are your Star Wars books, are they canon? Yes. Ooh, that's cool. That yes. is cool. It's very exciting. That's really cool. So did you like revisit everything while writing these things? Like, have you been rewatching or do you feel like it's so ingrained in you that you don't really need to do that? Oh, no, I had to watch. So the Jedi, a Jedi you will be is this picture book where it's basically the training sequence from Empire Strikes Back where you, Luke is teaching or uh, Yoda is teaching Luke. Mm-hmm. And I had to watch those scenes over and over and over. Like I must have watched them like 10 times, probably just the training sequences, which Shout out to Mark Hamill's arms in 1980-whatever. Like, so good. Um, so it wasn't that much of a chore. But it was, you know, it was fun to revisit. And then the Clone Wars anthology are actually retellings of episodes of Clone Wars. So the episode I did, which I don't think I'm allowed to share what the episode is, but it is an Anakin-focused episode, I had to watch several times. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so are there are there books for all of those episodes or this is the first ones? one I think that they're doing, but I imagine there will be more like I think this was something that people are excited about because you 
like you watch the episode, but basically the stories are like taking a certain character's perspective and going inside their head with it. So you see and get to feel like the narrative, the internal narrative of what's going on in the episode. So it's kind of like the affair on Showtime. Yeah. Where yes. The story is told the from different characters' points of view, yeah. except it's in space. Dude. Yes. <laughs> What, don't you, you, oh my god the first moment when they switched the perspective on the affair I was like holy shit same, same. <laughs> it was like a real simple like storytelling trope and I was like on a plane and I was like oh I can't yeah. believe they did that and then I was like her shirt's gray in his mind you know like I don't they, the things they change are so weird it is exactly like that <laughs> Well, that's a perfect that's a perfect analogy now I like it yeah right we love it now we love Star Wars it's just like yes. it's just like the affair <laughs> who is your favorite character in Star Wars oh my god that's so like I love Ahsoka Tano so much but I love Luke Skywalker and I love Anakin Who's Ahsoka Tano Ahsoka Tano yeah oh Ahsoka Tano oh Ahsoka Ahsoka <laughs> oh wait her name is Ahsoka Tano that's what yeah. I thought I thought it was Ahsoka I thought Ahsoka, it was Ahsoka too. No, her last name is Tano. Oh, okay. Oh. Like Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano. I, I was see. like, who's Ahsoka? What's Ahsoka Tano? I, I get, I talk so fast when I get excited. I'm like, Ahsoka Tano. Well, I also was like, who is this? And I literally just finished watching it. <laughs> Me too. I mean, this is, this is our problem. We have really bad retention skills with this stuff. It's just, it's so hard. It's so much. Even I had to like, I have to like look stuff up sometimes when I'm like, I know I've seen this 8,000 times, but I still do not remember this one thing. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that's something that we've learned throughout this process that like even mega fans miss stuff or like interpret something differently or whatever. Like you just have mm-hmm. a totally different experience. So that's been interesting watching, you know, 500 hours of this stuff. And then I <laughs> cannot imagine what that experience is like. We're getting so close to the finish line. Yes. That it feels amazing. It like feels I'm like, so good. I'm like, we are almost there. Like this is going to be, we have to like, I don't know, get drunk or something when this yes. is done. Like, I mean, I think the most <laughs> exhausting part about doing this is I don't like it. And then I watch it and I'm like, eh, nah, I guess it was okay. And then I talk about it and then I go, maybe I did like it. I and I was like, am I just being gaslit into liking it? Because other Doesn't people are like, kind of no, but what about you this, crazy? this? And I'm like, yeah. It's, I feel the exact same way. Like during it, I'm like, ugh. And then like, and then like I read a little, I'm like, oh. And then we talk uh-huh. and I'm like, I like that part. I like that guy. I like that character. That was my favorite part. I suddenly have all these opinions. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty standard in Star Wars, though. Because, like, I remember I watched through all the Clone Wars, like, when it got released, when it was on Netflix, I think. And I was like, did I like the prequels? Like, did I, <laughs> did I, did I make that up? Did I make up, like, being frustrated by storytelling in the prequels? And then I rewatched <laughs> the prequels and I was like, I did not make that up like the Clone Wars made me believe that my experience watching the prequels is different than what it was see that's different because for me I felt like the Clone Wars made me appreciate the movies more like I was like oh this cartoon bothers me (laughs) yes I can't put my finger on why it bothered me but I was like yuck like every every scene I I was like yuck like a visceral like angry that it was still on my television but don't you think part of that is like the style of animation like because it's past our our nostalgia point 
and like not probably presumably not the type of cartoon you'd even watch now. Like I don't really watch cartoons now, but if I did, it would be like Bob's burgers or something. Mm -hmm. So like there's a style that I appreciate more now. And this is like the sort of computer style that I think like little kids are getting a ton of now and they like, but it feels really, I don't know. Like I can't connect to it. Same. It felt like sterile. Yeah. Uh, it was like Toy Story without the heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, I was, as I was rewatching, I was like, I cannot imagine what the experience of watching this is like without watching all of it, mm, you know, right. without getting to go on the journey with these characters because Ahsoka's journey, like Ahsoka starts out as I think one of the most frustrating, annoying characters in the series, but you grow <laughs> with her. So by the time you get to her end, you're like, I would do anything for no. you. I, but it's see, part you know, of it seasons for me is seasons. like, I just love when people love something. Yeah. Like I feel Maybe happy that you love it. it like I'm like, <laughs> that, like it makes me happy that people love this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yes. Okay. I'll love it too. <laughs> wait, ah- Ahsoka. Wait, is that my saying her name right? Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Ahsoka is not in any of the movie movies. No, you hear her voice in the last one. You do? When Rey is like calling on all of the Jedi. There's a line that Ahsoka has a line, which means she's dead by that point and has joined the force. Oh. What? Wait, what? In Rise (laughs) of Skywalker? In the Rise of Skywalker, when like Rey is calling on all of the Jedi to like help her past and whatever. And we're all we we all knew this? Or did you have to look that up? Well, it was it was something where you're like in the theater and you're like, I think that's Ahsoka's voice. (gasps) Wow. These movies really make you work for it. They do. (laughs) So wait, that movie came out after this series, so you were already familiar with the character. So they used mm-hmm. it from that, but they, okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, I kind of like, that's one thing I kind of like about all this is how they can kind of create a new character in one thing, but then use it in another thing. Like there's so many things to draw from when mm-hmm. you're creating something in this universe. But, and I mean, we liked the most recent movies, didn't we? That was something we we thought they yes. were more, I think cause they yeah. had like romance. We were like, <laughs> Well, it was weird because like we liked them, but then people were like, we don't really like them. We're like, okay, so I guess we're not supposed to like them. That's why I feel so frustrated because I was like, I think I like that one. And then the response online was like, no, yeah, that one's bad. I'm like, okay. Yeah, a lot of people tweeted, they're like, we li- I like listening, but you're wrong. The last yeah. movies were not good. I was like, but oh, I whatever. I know. Who, like, this is how the problem with like Star Wars fandom now is that not the problem with the fandom. I love the fandom. But the problem with kind of how the internet has shifted the way we watch these movies is that you have to have like a hot take and an immediate opinion mm-hmm. and you don't have time to kind of be like, well, like I did like this part. Maybe I didn't love this part. Like, yeah, I guess then we're doing it right because we we talk you about guys are right. Like we're yeah. the best. <laughs> we're perfect. Amazing. <laughs> Should we take a break and then get into the yeah. into what we watched? Let's do it. Let's take a break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. 
Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. Wow. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, it's a 3D CGI, um, and it's set between, or no, it's set during the three years between episode two, Attack of the Clones, and episode three, Revenge of the Sith. And this thing fucking first aired in 2008 and then what? just ended now. I didn't realize yeah. it was that old. Oh, wait. Yeah. That explains some of the animation to me because that's such yeah. a different time. Mm-hmm. That's so, and that's definitely a point in time where I wasn't watching cartoons. So that's interesting. Um, wow. 2008. They've been on forever. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Oh, my God. God, <laughs> there was a big break between six and se- season six and seven. How big of a break? Uh, I want to say 
six years. Whoa. Something like that. Like that's five, wild. Five, I would have been maybe? like, oh, I guess it's, I guess it got canceled. But that's so Star Wars. Did. That's so Star Wars to be like, we'll just mm-hmm. take a break for a few six or seven years and then we'll come back and finish this story. <laughs> out. Yeah. I mean, what was it like 20 years in between the prequels and the original movies or something like that? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. This you definitely was crazy. If you were a fan, you would definitely think they're never going to do another one. It's been 20 years. It's not happening. And then they come yes. up with one. You'd be like, holy shit. Yeah. I guess that would be But cool. that's so, like, <laughs> I am, okay. I'm, it, I'm obsessed with this idea, especially in this, like, world of, like, mass storytelling of dying before you find out how a story ends. Like. Yeah. You think, imagine, like, you think that, like. <laughs> All right, Star Wars ended. Like Luke saved the galaxy. Everyone's fine. And then in freaking 1999, this movie comes out that you're like, oh, wait, there's more to this story? What? And then you hear the news of like the sequel trilogy and you're like, what? And then you never find out how it ended because you died. Yeah. Yeah. That would be horrible. That would be like if I died before finding out what happens on 90 Day Fiance with Lana and David. Oh boy. Oh boy. I can't wait for part three of the tell all the tell all. Wait, can I give you a, 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 they, I I don't know what's going to happen with the tell all, but I did submit a question to possibly be used on the tell all Lauren. I hope they use it. So I pray they they say this question's from Lauren. I know. I hope to God that is all. And I've seen all the spinoffs of that. And I feel very, that's my fandom that I'm really a part of my fandom as well. Have you seen 90 day fiance? I, haven't seen it's the wildest show it's so good to watch it's so good it's always good there's always something insane these people are just fascinating they're people insane. i just is it they literally like get engaged before like i don't understand so basically it's people who are dating someone and this is for our listeners the 50th time we've explained 90 day fiance <laughs> <I'm so sorry. laughs> no, totally we love to talk about it on that show they it's people who are dating someone overseas and then they they the, that person comes to America and has ninety days. They have ninety days to get married while their before their visa runs out. The oh like engagement va- marriage visa that they have, and so you see these people where some of them are clearly being used for a green card, and some yes. of them are in love, and you just have to kind of guess. You know, <laughs> it's just great. And everyone is That's a full blown Looney Tune. My favorite <laughs> one is this woman Jenny who lived in Palm Springs and went to India to be with uh, Samit, and she sounds like she swallowed a frog. She'll be like. I just love Samit so much. I but saw also, all my furniture. Nicole, she literally was catfished by him. He was yes. showing himself to be a, a white model, basically. Yes. And then she and was then fell she in love with him. Care. And then she found out that it was who he really was. She was like, I'm still in love with him. It was fascinating. She it didn't was care that so he lied. Wild. I know. And then he was also married. <gasps> That's another twist. It's you gotta watch. You gotta get watch. so much. It's, it's so, good. so wonderful. And I also really like when they go, like the people travel to other places. Like I like to watch travel shows too. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a mixture of a lot of different things. You get to see people who are like really not good at traveling, mm-hmm. like in another country, <laughs> just blowing it left and right. Like it's just Where amazing. they like haven't learned the language, even though they're in love with this person. Uh, some of them are like truly play like charades. Where yes. <laughs> or they just it's... use like Google Translator on the phone. Yes. And it's like a man. And then he, he talks on the phone and it's a woman going like, I love you very much. Like it's just, <laughs> like this is i i cannot like i cannot comprehend that this is what the show is about i thought it was like two people meeting and then having 90 days to get married i think it's, it's so started, much i think to like teach about immigration and visas <laughs> and has truly divulged into the wildest thing there is one woman named larissa who 
yelled at her husband that she called Colty. She said, do you fuck your mother? (laughs) Because he was so close to his mom. (laughs) Then he drank like a half a bottle of whiskey. And you're like, these people aren't going to last. There's no no way. (laughs) No. And then he dresses up his cats in like tutus. These people are bananas. It's only only people who are bananas are allowed to be on the show. I feel like there are so few examples. I think like Lauren and Alexi are like maybe the only people on there who are like normal and in love. I hate watching them. They're so boring. I love them. Okay, that's great. Uh, Okay, Okay, well, Clone Wars. (laughs) To the Clone Wars. So very similar. Very similar. So the first episode that we watched was season one, episode nineteen, Storm over Ryloth. And the plot of this episode is the separatists have invaded the twilight home planet of Ryloth. Anakin and Ashoka, uh, Ahsoka. What? What was it? Oh, God. Ahsoka. Lead, <laughs> lead a squadron of fighters against a trade federation battleship. Now, I don't know that I got that. Me either. When I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I understood that's what was happening. I, um, I felt like she was kind of tough. And mm-hmm. here's here's what I got. She's like tough. She's like a badass. She kind of like does whatever she wants. And then I kind of was like, all right. Like, I don't think I got like that there was <laughs> a battleship. I don't know. I missed a yeah. lot of important details. I felt like she was tough. But then Anakin was trying to like dull her shine. Like he just kept being like, no, no, you're wrong. No. <laughs> Am I right on that? Well, so I think what you were supposed to kind of see from this episode is that Ahsoka needs to learn when to push and when to be reckless Mm. because she decides kind of just to disregard orders. And then, you know, two or three of her men die because she decided that on her own, that they could do it and they couldn't. And Anakin's trying to help her learn how to balance that recklessness and with the, when you should do things. But it does get, you know, the trade stuff is very confusing. Like yeah. all of the background politics. Like I even am like, okay, it's not a real war, but it's a war. But also there are like people don't really know what they're fighting for. It's very confusing. Like I felt like I was a little kid when I was watching it because I felt like I didn't get it. Like I truly was like, you know, I, I thought like, a, like what age is this for? Because that's one question I had watching this. Cause I thought like, I feel like my seven year old nephew would like this, but I don't think he could explain what happened. And that's how I felt. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the show is the show is initially like it was a 2d animation that ran on, I want to say adult swim cartoon network, oh. I knew cartoon network, right. It was like yeah. kind of nighttime cartoon mm-hmm. network programming. So it was like a little bit older, but still okay for kids. Cause it's star Wars. Oh. But there's this like other thing that if you're an adult or like an older person watching that you could latch on to, if you wanted, but it's like if you it's like dipping in and out of the prequels, like even now watching the first prequel, I have to stop and like look up the politics of it because I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, like I, I'm very confused. That's interesting. That makes more sense that it's for old and older crowd. Mm-hmm. I felt like the the way that it looked made me feel like it was for like really for kids. Yeah. But are there a lot of cartoons that look like this that are for adults? Like, I just don't know that world, really. I mean, I don't <clears throat> I don't know if you either of you would know, but. I don't. I I watch things like BoJack and Tuca and Birdie and like mm-hmm. Bob's Burgers type stuff. So yeah, like the 3D CGI I've never really watched. If you look so <laughs> this is how this is how nerdy my family is. My sister 
bought like the Clone Wars art style book. She's a graphic designer. And she's like, I want to know more. And she was like, oh, it's actually all very based on like Grecian painting, like the the backgrounds and these like beautiful like swatches of color. And I'm like, uh-huh. Very cool, I guess. <laughs> I didn't pick up on any of that. Me neither. <laughs> but I do like the hat she wears. Me too. Is that her hair or is that a hat? Yeah, is that a it's hair? Part hat? Of her, it's part of her uh, body. Oh. Like the Twi'leks have the. It's her head. Thing. Interesting. Oh. It's her head. <laughs> <laughs> Our analysis is so dumb, Nicole. Yes. It's organic. <laughs> We're like, huh, cool. Oh, that's her body. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we answered that one. She's also like kind of sexy. She's hot. As right? far as things in this world go, yeah, that's an attractive cartoon. Mm-hmm. I looked up the guy who's the voice actor for Anakin because, like, he sounds a little bit more cognizant of the world than our good friend Hayden Christensen. And I was like, mm. is it Hayden? And do he like it? But do you take a nap or something? Uh, but then it's like this other man who His looks name like is a Matt doll. Lanter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In real life, he looks like a doll. I'm looking. He's pretty, but in a way where I'm like, ugh. Do you, <laughs> you know when you like see a man oh, and you're wow. like, you're too pretty. I don't know what to do with you. He does like, look you like a doll. You can't be in movies. It's distracting. Is it like a Matt Bomer situation? Yes. And he yeah. was on um, 90210 as well, the oh. CW's version. Oh. And he was in The Mandalorian. He's like all over Star Wars, he does a lot of their voice stuff. And then was in The Mandalorian as a something. I don't know. I was creeping on his Instagram. He's got a wife and kids. (laughs) Yeah, he's really good looking. (laughs) He's so pretty. He is. Good for him. Okay. Um. (laughs) Should we move on to episode season five, episode 20, The Wrong Jedi? And now I missed this one on accident. So how do I say her name again? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. It's truly pretty phonetic. Asuka Tano is put on trial by the Jedi Council (laughs) and must face the Galactic Senate. And it concerns what did I what did I say, Ross? You said Asuka. You go Ahsoka. It's really (laughs) phonetic. Uh, Okay, Asuka Tano. Hard Ahsoka, 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 Ahsoka Tano. So Anakin searches for a way to prove her innocence by finding the real killer. And then, okay, this one. Okay, so I don't have much to say about it because I didn't watch it. Unfortunately, I really you. But if you had told me last night, oh, you watched the wrong one, I would have been like, "Fuck you! I'm not doing it again." Like I've already put in the time. I get it. So if anyone wants to explain. <laughs> Something that well, I she missed here. She got like kicked out of the Jedi Council, but then they like invite her back with some beads. But then she was like, keep your beads. And I was like, okay, so where's she gonna go? But then I don't know. Where'd she go? <laughs> so this is what's this is what's hard about trying like doing the Clone Wars and and this like huge expanse because Ahsoka isn't supported by the Jedi. The Jedi are like a really fallible organization. And so she's not supported by the Jedi and basically loses all trust or connection with them outside of Anakin. And so that last scene between her and Anakin where she tells him she's leaving after being invited back is like heartbreaking in that way because Anakin also spends almost the entirety of the Clone Wars like building to the point where he 
loses everything in the last one. And it's just, I just got real sad after watching all these episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole, what did you feel? I, yeah, I wasn't like sad. I was just like, so this episode I watched last night and then I had to like keep pausing it because I kept looking at my phone and then going back (laughs) and then being like, wait, what? And then um, the man who lives with me kept trying to explain what was happening. And then I was like, I don't this. I don't. It's also like the last part in like a three part episode, like a three episode arc. Oh, it did. So, feel like I was missing so much information. Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh, boy. I just I, why does the Jedi Council hand out like friendship bracelets? Like, why does she get beads? <laughs> I think that's her version of the Padawan braid. What's a Padawan like that braid? braid? That braid that like Obi-Wan has oh, in the first that movie and tail. then Anakin had that little rat tail braid that they have. I didn't realize that was a thing. I thought it was an aesthetic choice. Me too. Oh, I, I can send you guys this very bizarre YouTube video from the <laughs> filming of the first of the prequels where George Lucas is watching you and McGregor get a haircut. Uh-huh. And get and like this it's so strange. Well, where he like wants him to have that or something, or like Yeah, like they're talking about it, but he's like standing in the back, like George Lucas, and just like watching while you and McGregor gets his haircut. That's oh my God. honestly the wildest thing. Well, that doesn't so make weird. anybody do things right. That's like when a PA comes to your trailer <laughs> to be like, they want you on set and you go, all right, be there in two. And then they stand there. I and hate you're like, that. Oh, oh, you think I'm going to move faster, my friend? No, like, I'm going to open the now. I'm going to so go pee. Do you want to watch that? Or <laughs> Oh, boy, that's so fucking weird. That's really funny. Did George Lucas have any like say in these or like have mm-hmm. any weight in it? Yeah, so Dave Filoni, who created the series, is very uh, kind of he and George Lucas have like sort of like a partnership. He's kind of the heir apparent to the storytelling in the TV universe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so George Lucas was involved, I think, in all of the major storytelling points. And it is by Lucasfilm or whatever his company. Mm -hmm. Because it's prior to the acquisition from Disney. Oh, okay. Yes. So is it Disney? Yes, it's Disney. Yes, I watched it yes. on Disney Plus. What the so fuck? So now, yes. now they Jesus. have it, but before it was just Lucasfilm mm-hmm. and then they bought them. I wonder what yeah. George Lucas does day to day. Oh my God. I cannot imagine. But didn't he do some really good stuff like donating a lot of money to like schools or something? I feel like I, oh, I might be making probably? that up, but I feel like he, that I feel like right. there was some story where it was like, oh, he did some like really good stuff with his money that he was when he got bought by Disney. That would be nice to have a whole bunch of money to do nice things. You know, mm-hmm. can you believe there are billionaires who just don't give away money? Like that makes like, me sick. Jeff Bezos becoming a trillionaire. I don't know if he's like past the threshold. I'm like, that's sick. You should be. It should be illegal to be a it trillionaire. Be you have to and give I know it away. That's not capitalism, but I'm like, there should be a cap to how much you make if you don't pay your workers a livable wage. And he doesn't pay taxes. Yep. It's wait. Yep. That's I. Yeah. What? Amazon paid zero dollars in federal taxes over the last like five years that or something. That makes so much in no taxes. Se- I know, Ugh. me too. It makes no sense to me. Like, I don't understand how that's possible. I, I, don't, I feel like no matter how much I read about this, I don't get why it's like legal. It's so weird. Also, Amazon's doing a real shady fucking thing. I went to like grocerydirect.com because I was trying to find this uh, ginger honey syrup to make penicillin cocktails. And I originally bought it on Amazon. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try so hard not to use Amazon. So I found Grocery Direct or whatever the fuck it's called. And then it came to me and it said Amazon Prime all over it. And I was like, did Amazon like buy websites That's to like so trick me that I wasn't buying yes. from Amazon? They do. It's nefarious. 
I, it's so, so I, I'm thinking I want to stop using it entirely, but it's so hard. It's, it's hard because it is it becomes such a part of our lives. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, I mean, we did it. We didn't have it before. So I guess I can go back to somehow not. Well, but. it's hard because they own like I don't buy books from them. I that was like my line where I'm like, I will not purchase things mm-hmm. from them. But they have their hands in everything. everything. Like there's servers. You can't there's was it Kickstarter like Indiegogo, I think, even when you were like trying to donate money you had to donate through amazon mm-hmm. because they owned like the space or something and part of your donation would go to them and you're like that's ah! so crazy i have like i connect my amazon to a charity you know how you can do like amazon smile where mm-hmm. it like connects and then the, like i feel like i order so much stuff off there and then they're like you've uh, you've donated two dollars to the charity i'm like well how much are you giving from this purchase <laughs> like this is so horrible <laughs> oh god Anyway, shall we jump to the finale um, episode? Okay, so then we jump to season seven, episode nine. Old friends not forgotten. Ahsoka, I was going to say contacts. I suddenly don't know how to say any word. Um, Contacts, (laughs) Anakin. these words do to you. (laughs) Ahsoka contacts. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. Ahsoka contacts Anakin and Obi-Wan who must decide if they will help her pursue Maul on Mandalore. So this woman i didn't like her this character uh, miranda hobbs <laughs> she popped up on the screen and i turned to john i was like i can't believe that miranda from sex of the city is here and then we had a great big laugh and <laughs> had he seen it uh no but the man who lives with me he had seen it oh so does he remain anonymous yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like it's mysterious <laughs> No, I like it. I just thought when you said the man who lives with me before, I thought you meant John. So now Mm -hmm. I understand there's your roommate, John Milheiser, and then there's the man who lives with you. Mm -hmm. There's the other one. (laughs) Yeah, my roommate, John Milheiser, John Milheiser, my roommate, and then the man. The capsing M and L, like the man who lives with me. Yes, yes. His title. (laughs) So Maul, Darth Maul, he's the man who wears, who drives a scooter, right? In episode two. And he's a Sith? No. No. Well, he's he died. Well, he dies. Oh yeah, and he becomes like a Spider-Man. No, wait. Yeah, he becomes like he's sort of sort of, yes. You are you're kind of correct. Okay. Yes. So wait, he dies in the first one. Yes. So wait. This is before and then survives. Oh. I know, so, I know. Wait, so this is after he dies and survives? Yes. Yeah, so he died in the first, in episode one, which I know I joked about the prequels earlier. I do actually genuinely really love the story of the prequels, but he dies in the first one because Obi-Wan like cuts him in half mm-hmm. and he falls down oh, in yeah. tube. Yes. But he actually survives and becomes a major player in the Clone Wars. Oh. Oh, Okay. Now, how come you can get chopped in half and survive and become a major player? Like I because feel- <laughs> space magic. Thank you. Yeah, it's wild who gets to survive shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. Anakin literally had all his limbs cut off and burned alive, and then they put him in a suit, and he's cool. And then his dad, uh, or not his dad, then Hans, Hans gets murdered by his son, but he doesn't come back. He falls in a hole, and but he can't come back. Right, then he's a ghost. No, it's not fair. <laughs> It's not fair. <laughs> but see, maybe he'll come back and like, maybe they'll do a movie in five years and he'll just be back or something. I maybe. mean, but I don't know if, um, what's his name? will want to keep doing it. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. I don't yeah. think he does. I think he's very much over it. And he's like, these movies 
have been most of my career. It must be such a blessing <laughs> and a curse because like he's rich as anything from being mm-hmm. in them. So that's like amazing. And people love him forever because of it. But then people see you as this one thing. So it's kind of mm-hmm. hard. And he's like, not as into it as everyone else. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Like that interview with him on the red carpet where they were like, do you think, I don't even know what the question was, but it was like, do you think Hans, Han would be happy about what he's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's very funny. (laughs) But in this, we got to see a bunch of Mandalorians and I still don't really understand Mandalorians. And yeah, I just, it's uh, very confusing. So is the Mandalorian... The Mandal the Mandalorian came out after this. Yes. Yeah. Wait, when does the Mandalorian take place in the timeline? So the Mandalorian takes place about like five years after uh, Episode Six. So after um, Return of the Jedi. Oh. I know timeline is. I have to think very hard about timeline sometimes when I'm watching. Yeah, because yeah. it's confusing. Because you think someone's dead, but then they're walking around and they're like having a great oh, time. Oh, <laughs> yep. So yeah, this episode was like fine. I just it, it was fine <laughs> for me. But like, you get to see Ahsoka be such a badass fighter. Like that part where she like jumps down from the the ship to the like dock or whatever, and just starts like wailing on all those. Mandalorians. I feel like it doesn't resonate with me because it's a cartoon. Like Mm -hmm. I really like in the movies when, when like the women get these moments of like fighting and being super cool and stuff. Like I, I love those parts, but like it feels real like this to me. I'm going like, Mm -hmm. okay. And then that happened. Like Mm -hmm. I think my brain like just doesn't like emotionally connect, which maybe that's a problem I have. No, (laughs) I think it's like a it's a cartoon, so there's no like stakes because you're like it's a cartoon. Yeah, like they could die and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like oh. yeah. So then the Phantom Apprentice is season seven, episode ten. Asuka, they do it. <laughs> no, damn, Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it truly is phonetic, and I'm looking at whatever she faces the off names against. Are hard. Small. We've had trouble with the names for the whole 20 episodes. Yes. And people tweeted at me that they don't find it funny. And I'm like, I don't find it funny either. It's hard to read. (laughs) So she faces off against Maul. And then he reveals that he engineered this conflict to lure Anakin there to kill him because Sidious. uh, Wait, Sidious and Maul aren't the same person. Fuck. Darth Sidious. I thought Darth Sidious was Darth Maul. No. So wait, Darth Maul has the spikes coming out of him. So Maul has the spikes coming out of him, and he's no longer Darth because he's not like a Sith apprentice anymore, and Darth Sidious is Palpatine. Yes. Right. Okay. We do know what you're talking about. Yes. So Sidious <laughs> intends to make him his pupil. <laughs> Ahsoka and Maul duel above the city. <sighs> Ahsoka saves Maul from falling to his death. Then uh, he is then captured by the clone troopers, despite his frantic warnings that everyone will die soon. Okay, the fight scene in this was a real fun treat. I liked this. So cool. It's mocap, actually. They brought. Oh, wow. Maybe that's why it was cooler. It's, yeah, they did a really good job. They brought Ray Park in, who played the original Maul in The Phantom Menace, 
And this woman, Lauren Mary Kim, played Ahsoka, and they literally did the fight. That's cool. Oh, that is cool. It's awesome. It, there's like a behind the scenes video that is very cool where you get to see them doing the fight and they show the side by side. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That's interesting. It was pretty badass. Why does she have two lightsabers? So that's her fighting style. She graduates. She starts out with the series with one and then graduates to two as that as she gets more comfortable. Like every fighter you'll notice if you watch all of Clone Wars. I won't. Which is admittedly a lot. Yep. I would never. <laughs> they have their <laughs> they have their like uh unique fighting styles and how they prefer to fight. So like Maul has his one big dark. He's got like a baton, but whatever. he like twirls yeah, around. Like the baton thing. Um Ahsoka uses two and it can use one. Obi-Wan has his style. It's like all very unique to each character. Um oh wait, I was gonna ask me that I forgot. Never mind. Maybe it'll come back. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh no, I was gonna, no, I was gonna say. Um, Mars posted a thing on Twitter yesterday where she's using two lightsabers in a game and slicing at things. And yes. I don't know if she's gonna chime in to talk yes, about this. Yes, that's uh, that's Beat Saber. It's a VR game that it's kind of like Dance Dance Re- Revolution, but with your arms and you like swing around lightsabers to the beat of a song. Oh. It looked really fun. It's very fun. It's a really great quarantine toy because I'm getting exercise. And it, yeah, it's so much fun. And it did feel very badass to see that fight sequence because I'm like, oh, that's that's like my video game. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to see this. It's like my <laughs> video game. It looks so cool. Have you ever played that game? What was it? That game that used to be on iPads or something like Fruit Ninja or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like that. She's like slicing in the air with lightsabers like at these boxes. And it's like to the beat. It's very cool. <laughs> It's really fun. I'd recommend it to anyone. It's my new obsession. Okay. Maybe I'll do it. Wait, why doesn't she let Maul die? Because they told her to bring him back. Oh. And she, I think she thinks that they need to hear maybe what he has to say about Sidious and that Sidious is the one kind of pulling all the strings because he clearly knows who that person is. Mm -hmm. This one had a lot of things that happened, but truly the only thing I liked was the fight. But so this these four episodes literally take place during Revenge of the Sith. That's mm, what I wild. thought. I was like, this seems yeah. like, uh, wait, what happened that I was like, is this during the fucking movie? Oh, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Is it when Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan goes to fight Grievous mm-hmm. with the multitude of arms and whatever. Um, and Anakin is going to save the the Chancellor and like all of that is happening while Ahsoka is on Mandalore. Oh, Okay, so then season seven, episode 11, after capturing, it's called Shattered. After capturing Maul, Ahsoka senses Anakin's falls to the dark side moments before Darth Sidious issues Order 66, branding all Jedi as traitors and forcing Ahsoka's clone troopers to turn on her. With the help of from some droids, Ahsoka removes the inhibitor chip controlling Rex from his brain, restoring his free will. That is when I was like, this is happening during the movie. Order 66. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's the order that kills all the Jedi. And then I was like, oh, wait, is she a Jedi? She is a Jedi. So they're going to come. She's not a Jedi? She's Well, she left the order. So technically, she's not a Jedi. But I thought you like were a Jedi even if you weren't in the order. Because she uses the Force. She uses the Force to keep Maul up and to capture mm-hmm. him or whatever. Well, anyone can use the Force. Anyone? It's- well, anyone who has force capability can use the force, but the like the dark side can also use the force, right? And they're not Jedi. Yes. Okay. So she deliberately there's that scene where Mace Windu and Yoda they're talking and they ask her if she's saying something as a Jedi and she says no as a civilian, mm. and that's her being like, I am not part of this order. Here's a question. 
why did Yoda talk normal? <laughs> Yoda was truly just like, what up, y'all? That's Here's some I thoughts. Truly, like, why? Like, if everything is canon and you have to, like, be true to everything, why isn't he speaking backwards? Yeah. I can't remember what he says. What is the reasoning, though, that, like, they could just change that? Yeah, like, that was kind it was of so crazy. Yeah, I was so- like, this is taking me out. It's interesting because, you know, when like writing the picture book, you have to kind of remember that Yoda is it isn't he has like a dialect like he has an like there are like rules to the way he speaks and his Mm -hmm. cadence. So my I mean, I don't really know, but my guess is they figured out what words he would use and if he would use that structure or not based on what he was saying, because it's not consistent necessarily. Right. He's an interesting creature. There's a lot happening there that we don't know. Yeah. But I okay. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a baby and he's fifty. There's a lot about him that doesn't make sense. Oh no! <laughs> don't make that joke. They're gonna come after. No, no, no! I love I, that. I, I love I, that he's fifty. No, no, no! I love. <laughs> I made that joke on Twitter, and everyone's like, "You know, that's not Yoda." And I'm like, "I know." Oh, oh yes. The, he's right. a diff- Wait, what are Yoda's? What is what is they, a Yoda? We don't know. We don't know what the species name is. I, okay, oh. so it's not the same guy. No. But so wait, that's not Yoda? No, that's not Yoda. It is Fuck a Yoda. Fuck me in the butt. I truly. <laughs> I know. Oh, golly. I'm afraid. I'm afraid now that I said something that is misinform- misinformed, <laughs> ill-informed, wrong opinion. I back off it completely. I just didn't know. Look, I truly open. thought that was Yoda. Like fans called it Baby Yoda because we don't know what the name of Yoda's species is. But the official name of Baby Yoda is The Child. Okay. I do like that. I like that too, but like, what species is the child? Are there more children? I want to see a bunch. <laughs> Wait, but and I want them oh now. Oh God, Lauren! Oh boy! You, if I, they did like an Ewok movie, but it was all, all baby Yoda, Yoda. Just baby Yodas, I would lose my mind. That would be so cute. That's a great idea. Like, give us. Oh that. my God! Give us that planet. Do that. Give us the planet of Yoda. You know, there is another Yoda called Yaddle. We know and about her. That's female so, yeah. Yoda, but I haven't seen her. We Where's used her Yaddle? in our fan fiction. She got lots of <laughs> yes. I think you shouted her out, Lauren. <laughs> Wait, where's Yaddle now? Yaddle died, but I don't remember the timeline. Like, I don't remember when or how. Did she die in Clone Wars or a different series? No. And like, it might be. I'm not sure. It's, it's also like the legends and the canon. I get very confused. What's that? Uh, that's so it's so positive. Cool. Like, what is considered legend? So legends are anything prior to Disney buying Star Wars, any books, any like, because they didn't have a cohesive like storytelling unit. Like there was mm-hmm. no like story group that was deciding what isn't. So there's like contradictions and there are all these characters and then and published through different houses and different imprints. And so once Disney bought Star Wars and created one story group that would handle all of the content to make sure everything made sense together, all that other stuff went into legends as they call it. So it's everything they didn't buy is a legend. Everything they didn't create. They didn't create. Yeah. But they didn't necessarily create any movies, but the third movies. Right. Yeah. But that's all can. Like, I I guess I should say extra material. Oh, so the movies are canon. Movies are canon. Clone Wars is canon. Like, like books and games, games, comics. All of that oh, stuff. Is are legends. the Ewok movies considered legend or canon? I don't know. 
Those have to be legend because they I, are just. I'll tell you what dumb. they are. Garbage. I had. I haven't seen them. I don't know. Don't, you never need to. Don't. It's three hours so of your upset. life that you can't get back, and you know that's just the reality we wait, live in. Wait, did you guys watch the holiday special? <laughs> Hell yeah, yes, dude! We like that's that. number one. I'll probably rewatch that at Christmas when I'm alone and can't be with my family <laughs> because of the coronavirus. It'll um, be your family. Be be yeah. Arthur will be your family. Oh boy, oh I hope God. Corona goes away by December. Me fucking too. Did you see New Zealand is like back at yes. life because they Same have no Iceland. more confirmed cases? Iceland too. Why didn't we take this more seriously? I think mm, I wonder why. why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel crazy for staying inside. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. People are like out and about and I'm like, but we were just inside for so long and and it's gone. Like no No. one's wearing masks and I don't understand. And then I read an article today. We're all over the place today on this podcast, (laughs) but who cares? This is what's happening. So I read an article that American Airlines had somebody with a confirmed case of (gasps) COVID-19 and it wasn't a full plane. I think it was like 46 people on, but they contacted the airline to say that they had it. And then the airline didn't contact a single person <gasps> on the fucking plane. And people died. And then people died. Oh my I was, God. It's just, and then like planes aren't social distancing. You could be in a middle seat. I'm like, this is nope. There are some, I actually just took a screenshot because um, Angela Trimber was trying to figure out what airlines are good and which are not. So I can tell you really quickly if anyone out there wants to hear this. So JetBlue, masks are required, middle seats empty, prepackaged sealed bags of water. I don't know why they're bags. A bag of water? What is this? I don't know what that is or if that's just a typo and she meant bottles. Two snacks and sanitizer wipes. Staff wears both gloves and mask and the plane is 50% filled. Delta masks required middle seats empty staff and gloves and masks and they claim it's extra sanitized but nicole we know your story mm-hmm. and that that could be questionable she found poop in a blanket um, sealed blanket american sealed. airline full flight every seat no other Ew. information united airlines seats filled no masks required and we'll just refund and tell you to leave if you're uncomfortable Southwest seats filled and no masks. Alaska air, no middle seats seems clean, but you know, questionable. I mean, I just, it's unconscionable that a whole corporation would just be like, well, you know, maybe they'll die. Maybe they won't. I just don't understand. I think people are sick. Like, like it's so messed up that the way that things are just reopening for money is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I just but it's can't not for money. It. It's so like the government can keep bailing out larger corporations and not have to bail out smaller businesses mm-hmm. because you opened. If you can't like succeed, that's you fucked up. Wow. I didn't realize because that. think about it this way. If IHOP is running at 30% capacity, how is IHOP making money? Most restaurants don't make profit or they like they run in the red or they like just make profits a little bit or they like break even. But if you're just losing money every fucking day, you're just accruing more debt, which means that you probably will not be able to stay in business. So then you have like your BJ's and TGI Fridays and corporations like that. Like they'll stick, they'll stick around, but like your favorite restaurant around the corner probably won't. No. It is so fucked up. Reopening the economy is not stimulating the economy. Nope. It's insane. It's a uh, boy. Oh, Oh, oh boy. What are we going to do? So, season seven, so episode 12, <laughs> victory and death. Maul destroys the ship's hyperdrive, which is rude, causing the vessel to drop out of hyperspace and into the moon's gravitational field, just barely clearing the doomed ship. 
Ahsoka and Rex escape to the moon. (laughs) It's just funny to read. Uh, Where they respectfully bury the clones and Ahsoka discards one of her lightsabers. Sometime later, Darth Vader arrives on the moon and recovers Ahsoka's lightsaber from the wrecked cruiser. And what does Vader do with the lightsaber? So here's with Ahsoka's story, because Ahsoka never shows up in the movie. So there's a lot we don't know, but there is a book by E.K. Johnston about just after Order 66 and after the calling of the Jedi, where you kind of see how she decides to start helping the rebellion build. Mm -hmm. And then there's a series, I don't know if you guys know about it, called Star Wars Rebels. Of course I don't. Which is we actually don't know. Yeah. So (laughs) Star Wars Rebels is kind of the spiritual successor to Clone Wars in that it takes place after uh, the original or the prequel trilogy. So after Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. and about five years before A New Hope, and it's about the building of the Rebellion, and Ahsoka actually shows back up in that as mm. a key player in the Rebellion, and you get to see her and Vader's reunion, and it is horrifying and sad and kind of incredible. Mm. Oh, Because they both think each other is dead. Oh. Mm-hmm. You're making me want to watch it, even though I know I'll watch it and just be and angry like, that I'm so watching boring. it. <laughs> Nicole, if either of us were to ever watch Star Wars on our own time after this, I mean, that's like amazing. That would be, would like, be this incredible. Has been the most amazing experiment because we end up wanting to watch it in our Did you time. finish that's... The Mandalorian? No. Do you? Me either. No. Yeah. Why would I do that? <laughs> I, but it's funny because I was like vaguely interested and liked it same but i was like i couldn't possibly finish it but apparently ahsoka is gonna be in mandalorian 2 is that that's the rumor i don't know if it's been like officially said but that's what they're saying and i super hope so Oh, that would be cool then to see her as actualized like with a real Mm -hmm. person that's cool well because we never know we never find out if she knows of uh anakin's redemption at the end of return of the jedi like we don't know the last you get of Ahsoka and Vader is they have this like mm. fight. They have a fight where they both she thinks she doesn't know Vader is Anakin. And there's this like oh. horrifying moment when they're fighting and his helmet cracks and she sees Anakin's eye behind the helmet. Ooh. And it's like oh. it's like heart wrenching. And she like is trying to save these other characters. And so you never find out if she knows that her master ended up being redeemed at the end. And like, that's mm. all I want in the world is to know that she knows. Like, please give me Aww, this. That's nice. <laughs> well, the Clone Wars was a massive rating success. It was one of Cartoon Network's highest rated shows during its initial run. And the show has received praise for its writing, action, characters, visuals, voice acting, music, scale and tone. So I guess that's every single thing. Yeah, every single thing. They were like, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And then the Clone Wars uh, season one started with a 67% score on Rotten Tomatoes, but then season three, five, six, and seven all have 100% scores. Dang. What? That's insane. That's amazing. Well, that's wild. I'm very impressed by that. I mean, I guess we haven't gotten on Rotten Tomatoes to like add our voices yet, but like, I don't <laughs> want to throw know, off the I'm going to spend some time today writing <laughs> some reviews to bring down that score. No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God. I've seen five episodes or six episodes, but here is my opinion. <laughs> yeah, here's my full blown opinion. <laughs> it doesn't work. I couldn't follow it because I was on my phone the whole time. Two <laughs> percent. And I skipped around and didn't watch it in order. <laughs> 
Preethi, do you want to plug your books and tell yes, people where please. they can pre-order them? Yes, you can pre-order them at bookshop.org, which will let you buy indie in your area if you don't have your own local bookstore. I know everything's up in the air, but most local bookstores are shipping orders out and have curbside. So please, bookshop.org, check that out. Um, a Jedi You Will Be is out October 6th. It's a picture book. And so it's like for kids, but it would be fun to read along with your kids. It looks really cute. It's mm-hmm. very, the art. The art is the cutest by Mike Dees. It is like Yoda is this cute little old man. It's the best. It's really sweet. Um, and then Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Stories of Light and Dark, which is an anthology I'm in, is out August 25th. Fourth. Yay! Congrats. Congratulations! <laughs> so cool. And I'm super excited about that one. It's like got amazing stories in it. Well, everyone, go buy those. I love it. Thank you so much for being here and talking about this with us because um, we probably weren't the best conversationalists no, this around this topic. <laughs> yeah, do we it. make you sad or upset with our opinions? <laughs> no. And truly talking about anything but this. <laughs> I loved it. I love you guys both so much. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, we're going to, we have a five Star Wars segment here. We have a review from Brian Dilly on Apple Podcasts, and the review says Black Lives Matter, which, duh. So we mm-hmm. agree, Brian. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks for our Star Wars season finale. We'll be covering your most requested film, Spaceballs. And we have some very special guests lined up. We're really excited about it. I, I'm pretty excited to watch this movie. I feel like this is going to be a fun way to wrap it up. Yes. Yeah. Because people kept saying, they're like, you have to watch it. Like even John Millheiser, my roommate was like, you have, it's so fun. You, you have to watch it. You, you'll get balls? it all. This is <gasps> no. how much we don't know about this oh whole world. Oh my God. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to watch that. That'll be fun. Maybe we'll actually like our homework. Maybe. But honestly, I don't think you we will. No, will. You will. You will. It's so fun. <laughs> you know, what's interesting about, like our review is Black Lives Matter and I've gone to protests and, you know, things are happening right now. It's so funny that Star Wars is so popular and it's about a civil uprise yep. against oppressive forces that is essentially the government yep. or whatever. I was like, <laughs> wow. what the fuck? That's the fucking, fuck? <laughs> that's fucked up. It's the rebellion, it's, man. It's so fucked up. <laughs> Oh boy. Preeti, do you have a Twitter and Instagram you want to promote? Uh, yeah, Twitter. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Run with Skizzers, which is S K I C Z E R S. I signed up for Twitter before I knew it was going to be important. That's great. And so, like, oh. I used my AIM screen name. That's great. And that's very so fun. That's I my professional presence on the internet. But yeah, hang out with me if you like shit posts, Star Wars, Spider Man, and political activism. Good. Uh, we like all those things. Yeah. I want to promote Nicole's book, um, which I got <gasps> in the mail and it's so fucking great. I love it. Every page you open to, there's something funny or amazing. Like it's just, it's so good. Um, so everybody should get that book. And I want to promote my Patreon because that's very important during this time where I have no work. So mm-hmm. <laughs> please join me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkus. And I'm doing, um, watch alongs for all different types of stuff, including star Wars, but also things like clueless and random movies and, um, and I'm going to do it with some game shows and more short shows. Things that are a little quicker. I'm also doing improv on there a lot. So there's a lot of different stuff. My short film is up there that I made. Um, yeah, so follow that and watch The Wrong Missy on Netflix. What about you, Nicole? 
I'm going to promote you on Good Girls because it's network <gasps> and you'll Thanks. get residuals yeah. when people watch it. Thank you. <laughs> Need that in this uncertain Just time. Put it on <laughs> while you do your dishes. You don't even have to watch it for Lauren to get some money. Thank you. Thank you. Very thoughtful. Also, I have other podcasts. Why won't you date me? Uh, Drag her, 90 Day Bay, Best Friends. Um, Nailed it on Netflix is a thing. And then, yes, please buy my book. But uh, if you do, please buy from an indie bookstore um, or a Black-owned bookstore. I have a link in my bio on my Instagram where you can do that. And, yeah, that's it. Star Wars, baby. We did it. Well, all right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time uh, for our finale. Okay. Bye. 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 That was a HeadGum Podcast.